1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold-loggered
2: Hello and welcome to the Air Buds Podcast, a podcast about internet radio. Uh, My name is Jamel.
0: My name is Peter. Uh, It's a two-man weave today. No Michael Benner. He's uh, out
2: of the country. Out of the country on business. Uh, Out of the country
0: on business. Does not quarantine when he leaves as well. Just goes. That's true.
2: Got on a plane, no mask. Yeah. FaceTimed us from a middle seat.
0: (laughs) As soon as the plane lands, he just sprints out of the airport. He is... He's he's wild and out of control. But that's not important. Happy basketball, my dude. Let's get that out of the way. Um, bueno,
2: Balancesto to you as
0: well. Uh, quick business, as you do. Five-star review us and we'll read whatever you want on the pod. If you want to influence the conversation, if you want to be like Mark Zuckerberg and influence what's happening in a way that is far beyond your reach, leave us a five-star review and you can determine. I just watched The Social Dilemma last night, so you can tell them.
2: Yeah, I was I'm about to say one. that was a little.
0: You put Listen, a lot of yeah. sauce on it. I left my phone outside of the bedroom, so I'm 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 change, I'm a changing person. Uh yeah, five star review us, patreon.com slash airbudspod. We still have um some smalls and some double and triple XL t-shirts for the NBA bubble that if you buy, we are um we are donating that money to the LA food bank, um, and airbudspod.com for everything else. Um we have a special guest today, and this is a special podcast because Ooh. it is time to talk about arguably the best playoffs happening right now, the WNBA playoffs. You know her as a content creator from the In The Clutch pod, currently at Overtime and NBA TV. Welcome to the podcast, the one and only, rocking the orange hoodie, Nia Simone.
3: Hey, guys. How are you? Oh
2: my God. <laughs> we are so damn good right now. Thank you for doing the show. Thank you. We have,
0: a, we have a lot a lot a lot to talk about. What's uh what's what's like just kind of before we get into our agenda kind of your top line thoughts on the wobble and the season that was and um you know won't we'll, we'll get into superlatives and playoffs but what has kind of been the thing that stuck out to you from this wobble experience so far.
3: Yeah, of course. I mean, the main issue that we've all dealt with all year was social justice um and I want people to understand that the WNBA has always been vocal. The WNBA has always um, had a voice and and are really good at speaking out on things that happen in our world in the world. So um, I think one of the most powerful days, of course, was when the boycott happened. Or um, I mean, gosh, they've been advocating for Brianna Taylor all season. So just to see how um, strong and, and and just knowing that these women have been here for almost ninety days. Uh, day in and day out, there's injuries. You have uh, players dealing with personal issues. It's a lot going on in our world. And so uh, I just commend these women for being mothers, um, being trailblazers, and really being a voice um, for just the black community and people of color um, and women, period. Uh, and just, you know, doing their do- jobs, but also making sure that they keep their foot on their necks. So, um, yeah, shout out to the W.
2: Yeah, shit is real, uh, and there was finally some movement in the uh, Breonna Taylor case, and I feel like y- you can't act like what the league did this year didn't have
0: something to do with that.
3: Of course, of course. Still a lot of work to be done, but um, yeah, some some big stuff happened, um, but yeah.
0: From a zero-sum uh, perspective, I totally agree with you that the WNBA has always led and always kind of been on the forefront of talking about these issues and integrating it into everything about the W. Do you think with them playing at the same time at the NBA that it's kind of helped? I feel like the W's getting I mean maybe it's just I am getting like as as I have befriended Jamel, he has dragged me in a good way into learning and following the W more and more. So I'm not sure if it's my perspective or if there's an actual kind of larger because of like Twitter and Instagram that, but the W either going along with the NBA, it feels like the more shine that the W actually gets, it kind of contributes to bringing more light to the issues that have always kind of been forefront with them.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, you know, it's still a challenge because there are times where there's some NBA games going on with the WNBA. Um, but I do think that this season in particular was a season of growth um, I've seen a lot of growth I've been around since since the Atlanta dream came to Atlanta um, so well over 12 years um, I've been going to games since I was a kid so just seeing how much um, the league has progressed this year it can only grow even more but I do think that in some way um, having them going on at the same time with the NBA is really good I would like to see more collaboration from both leagues um, I think that can help the W a lot, uh, just collabing with the NBA on, on different things, um, even going back to what I just said earlier with the social justice thing, you know, pretty much them having each other's backs kind of thing, like what can the WNBA and the NBA do? Um, because right now these are the two most watched um, leagues going on right now um, before the NFL even started. So you know, I, I do think, in a way, it has helped them, um, but it also sucks because, again, when the NBA is playing at night, because the NBA playoffs going on, nine times out of ten, your average viewer, average sports watcher, viewer, are going to watch the NBA. That makes sense.
2: Can I ask you guys something? And I, look, if this is in poor taste, whoopsies, but can how fly can you get with uh, a socially active shirt Like, what is the, like, when I seen the Mystics come out with the Breonna Taylor shirt and they had, everybody had the name spread out, and then they put the bullet holes on the back, my first thought was kind of like, oh, that's hard. And then I looked at my closet, (laughs) and I was like, damn, I got some, I got the dames that go with that real night. But then I was like, (laughs) wait, this lady really got shot, bro. Don't put fucking outfits together in your mind, dude.
3: Well, it was for, it was actually for Jacob Blake. When they oh, right, came out right. with those shirts. Yeah, th- those were the gunshots of Jacob Blake. The seven you're right. Yes, so um, they pretty much did that to send a message. Not so much of like, oh, we're just, you know, it's a fashion statement, but more of like, okay, uh, we're going to show you guys. All right, so not only are we boycotting, but we're going to come out with these shirts. Um, So shout out to the Mystics. They have really, really been... Um, advocating really largely in the in the wobble and I mean I would
0: say I would go farther than that. I would say DMV teams mm-hmm. kind of lead yeah. the Ravens, Wizards, yeah. and the Mystics. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is about Jamel, your your stomping grounds, but
2: Maybe like it's, that, it's it's just the best place on earth. Maybe that's just the
0: answer. I can't I can't argue. I can't argue <laughs> with that. Um I I I met George Clooney at a at a rally uh once so you know I have to agree with you. Okay. I I, I want to bring up a point though yeah, that you just said before, because um, if you if you do join the the, the Airbuds Patreon, you you get to into the Slack, which has about a hundred ravenous basketball heads. And one of the coolest moments that I thought the Slack has had in a really long time was everybody losing their minds collectively for Game Seven of the Clippers, but also having Jamel's heart get stomped on at the same time by the uh, by Here's the Mercury. The Mercury. Just with maybe the best buzzer, buzzer beating shot in yeah. either league. It was so. I And and I know you're right. Like, it's really hard to balance both of these playoff games and stuff happening at the same time. But at least in a moment, in at least our Buds slack, that it outshined the Clippers just stinking. And uh, yeah. we really haven't talked about it on this pod. So I also want to would love to hear your thoughts on it and also mm-hmm. just kind of get in Jamel's sadness, too, for a little bit.
3: Yeah, shut up. Yeah. Peter. So really good game, um, you know, at one point we're like, okay, the Mystics go ahead and they're going to come out with this because uh, the Mercury was trailing pretty much the entire game. And then all of a sudden five minutes later uh, towards the end of the game, last five minutes, um, the Mercury went on the 17 and no run run. Um, and you know, that kind of that Diana Taurasi, it, it popped out. The Diana Taurasi, we're scared of the scary sight DT, uh, she came out. Sky came out. Um, and then, of course, Shea Petty. Incredible story because she was cut from the Mystics just a month ago. So for her to knock Look. that down. Huge.
2: <laughs> we lost 10 straight games, dog. What was we supposed to do? I think it was destiny. I mean, I'm glad she hit the shot. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't know if we had any business in the playoffs. And really, I don't think Skylar Diggins got enough credit for the pass. Perfect pass.
0: Perfect we'll really timing. Unbelievable. Very similar to Kyle Lowry mm-hmm. to Anobi in the corner where you're like, this pass. And it was the same way, too. It, like, threw perfect it up as dart. high as it did far. Yeah. It was like rookie of the year when he, like, throws the softball pitch at the end. It was Right in her flawless. fucking
2: hands. Flawless pass. And mm-hmm. uh, I knew as soon as she caught it, I was like, all right, I might as well turn the TV off. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I no, I mean, Pet- Petty did a great job because in those moments, I know for me, just speaking as a former athlete, um, in those moments, there's so much going on through your mind. Like, oh, my gosh, I have to knock the shot down. I have four seconds left, whatever the time is, you know. Um, so she was so poised, so confident, um, really good pump fake that she did before she great let the pump shot fake. off. Yeah. So when you think about these things, you think about... Um, from an athlete standpoint about, are you able to, if there's four seconds or two seconds left in the game, can you be our go-to person? So when we think of someone like Shea Petty, now Shea has not even really played a lot. Um, like I said, her story is crazy. Um, she, she was coaching last year. She was coaching. She was the video, uh, video assistant at one point for the team. Um, you know, she's mainly spent most of her professional career overseas. Um, she's had a couple of times where she's came in the WNBA, but she always got cut. So, uh, when we think about these things, when we think about the next man up or when your name or your number is called is to always be prepared because you never know when your time is going to come. So I really hope that the Mercury, um, continues and, and keeps Petty on the roster because, um, she could really bring a lot to the team.
2: I mean, if there's actually a draft next year, I, hey, at least give her the film job back.
0: What? <laughs> did it, did it spoil it a little bit that they, that they couldn't make it out of the, the single elimination round? I mean, I don't, I think it was a nice moment, but it didn't seem like, it does seem kind of like the four best teams are, are, are playing right now, at least yeah. in my, in, in, in my sense. I, do you like the, this, do you like the single elimination?
3: So I, I have mixed emotions about it um, because it's also like, it's really intense and it kind of adds a little uniqueness. Um, But also it's just one of those situations where it's like, I do think that they should implement having a series for the first two rounds, or at least maybe single elimination the first round and then second round best out of three, like how they're doing right now. Well, it did seem a little
0: fast to do it
3: back to back
0: single elimination
3: but then i also have to remember so when we think about the wnba um a lot of people don't don't know or don't realize that a lot of these women go straight overseas after the season's over so for instance um a couple of dream players are already overseas you know and they just left the wobble last week
0: oh
2: shit.
3: so yeah so and and this is how these women make most of their money um so that's when you know we go back to just The WNBA being more getting some uh, equality, pay equality and stuff like that. This is how most of these women are able to pay their bills and to survive going overseas six months out of the year. So a lot of these players, once the Wubbles over, a lot of them um, are going overseas. You know, not so much of the, like the big name people. Like for instance, like I know, um, I know, Let's see, people like Diana Taurasi probably won't go overseas because there's just no need for her to do that anymore. Um, but when you have young players, uh, rookies and stuff like that, nine times out of ten, they're going overseas straight after the wobble. Uh,
0: shout out to uh friend of the pod, Sabrina Merchant. We had a big, like, CBA uh, pod after they signed, and it did still feel like it was a lot of progress was made, mm-hmm. but, like, still leaves a lot of room for them to, like, put some more money into these players pockets and into the league because like i i would argue that like you know you see all these mls teams that are constantly getting like churned out over and over again and like i i i think this is a i mean i know it's a different sport but i just like this is a better product this is like good fucking sport and i think that there's still like a lot a lot of room to grow to get them to hopefully not have to yeah burn the candle in multiple continents at the same time
1: because it affects
0: the product that you put out or that they put out here coming in hurt all the time you know missing because they're just finishing up their
2: seasons Mm -hmm. yeah but what if i got property in greece though what if i want to check on my grecian estate
0: peter i mean listen i'm not stopping you i would just hope you would invite me i can quarantine
2: (laughs) i'm not afraid invites coming long story short the final should be seven games. I think I don't yeah. know what. Like that's just come on, guys. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely that's easy enough. What, what? Why not, man?
3: Why not? Yeah, I, I think um, hopefully you know five years from now, whenever um, there will be a lot of changes. But just as of right now, I I can understand why they have to you know speed up the season, which is uh, Kathy Engelbert had already said that. Uh, prior to when they were trying to figure out how they're going to go about because you got to remember COVID actually messed a lot of things up too. Now, granted, this is around the time the WNBA season is wrapping up and they're in playoffs and stuff like that. But of course, things have to have been rushed where you have games back-to-back every single day. Um, that is why there were so many freaking injuries in the wobble this year because you've had athletes sit at home for four and a half, five months who can't do anything really and then – you kind of speed that process up. Like, Hey, you guys got to get to Orlando. It's so-and-so time. Here's the thing. You're going to be playing every other day or every single day back to back. There's a lot of back-to-back games. So, um, I don't know. I I don't really like that process because again, a lot of them do go overseas and that's not enough time to really rest. So
2: I definitely hadn't thought about it from the rest perspective before. Yeah. Um, Hmm.
0: Let's, let's, Let's jam through the rest of the playoffs here before we get into some other superlatives. Cool. We've got in, in the moment we are recording this pod, we have multiple screens going of uh, Vegas and Connecticut Suns uh, balling out right now. And I would say, like, listen, as someone who is not as um, is not as in deep as Jamel is on the WNBA, I, I, and I feel like, and, and tell me if I'm wrong here, Nia. I feel like the Suns kind of have a little bit of like a Spurs vibe where mm-hmm. I'm just like, you guys keep going deep in the playoffs all the time. And like, I'm in L.A., I follow the Sparks. The whole mm-hmm. narrative of the Sparks was like, oh, this is their year. They're really of putting course. it together now. Like, yeah. oh, Derek Fisher isn't trash anymore. Like, mm-hmm. believe it. Him and Candace Parker like each other. They're doing good things. And then the Sun just come in and just roll them again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there any like... Is the Spurs a good comp? Like, wh- how would you like describe to like a little bit more of a novice like me, like w- the vibe of the Sun and kind of like their franchise?
3: Yeah, I, I can actually see where you're coming from with that. Um, I know that I know that this season I kind of had already counted them out, the Connecticut Sun, because they started off with a very slow season um they were like oh and, and four or
0: something right yeah they were zero five, and five, okay,
3: five yeah. yep oh and five um and they were just trying to get acclimated you know with adding devonna bonner in you know you have a couple of returners in like Alyssa thomas jasmine thomas um jonquil jones did not play the season and she was a huge asset to the sun last season so uh, i think they really had to figure it out and get that chemistry going but i did not expect them to get this far this year um, but see, that's how it was. I think it was, uh, was it the 2018-2019 uh, season? I'm sorry, the 2019 season, how they had made it that far. And I know a lot of people are like, whoa, like the Connecticut Sun. But it's always, when I think of the Sun, I think of them that way because they've never been this good. Never. So I I can compare it somewhat to the Spurs of them being that team, that sleeper team but you don't want to sleep too hard because they are very talented.
2: I, it's like, I, I kind of agree, mm-hmm. but like their style of play is like different. different. It's like uh, the Spurs, it's like uh, this ball movement, a lot of open threes and stuff. And right. uh, the, the sun is just like, they kind of grind it out on you. Mm-hmm. Alyssa Thomas and Duana Bonner can just kind of get whatever they want in the paint. And uh, I mean, Dewana Bonner this year, she deserves some sort of uh extra nod change of teams and like it's like they replaced courtney williams with a like a foot taller courtney williams she could just like get her own shot it's like crazy um i mean i think vegas might be in trouble i mean and I, yeah i'm saying that because they're losing in front of my eyes right now but uh <laughs> they're built they're, they're built for playoff ball like yeah. they can play real ugly
3: yeah uh, I, I want people to understand like you can't keep you can't keep sleeping on these type of teams because when you get caught sleeping slipping then you know they're gonna come up behind you but yeah i mean the sun they i mean jasmine thomas my goodness lord
2: jasmine um, thomas dc legend
3: yeah man i'm, you. I'm I, you know she was here in Atlanta at one point. And I really really miss her because um not only was she just a good kind person but um she she's a hustler. She can you know get on the floor. She's very scrappy. Um she has a beautiful mid-range shot um but yeah, the sun the sun are pretty special. I don't know. It's, it's best out of 5 here, so we'll see.
2: If the if Vegas loses, I mean
0: well, first thing I mean, I'm blaming it on is I'm blaming it on Bill Lambier not keeping his Rambo hair. For yes. sure. Why? That what are was, you doing? Yes, dude that that had a chance. I know this is a women's league, but like that was that was a unifier for all of us. Like, it was. look like a psych. Like a, you should look like Tom Cruise in Born on the Fourth of July. Like, let's go, man. Lose your mind with your hair. Gotcha. It's like it, it's scary and entertaining for everybody. <laughs> He's
2: still wearing weird pants, though. I feel like you got like. <laughs> He got like cargo jeans on or something in there. Like he's wearing like golf pants. Something something is off about him in general. <laughs> but they're not the WNBA teams don't really blow up. That's not. I feel like that's not how things go. But like, this would be like the third straight disappointing season. And mind you, I actually don't think they'll lose. Like they got to figure out a way to pull it out. If you have the MVP and the six man and uh a top tier coach and you got a couple other pieces around that. You you think you think they could figure it out, you know, Caleb McBride.
0: Let's talk but, about the 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 sixth man of the year award, Jamel. I know you had a a, a at least also like a, a superlative question about it, which I think is fair and I think it also yeah. relates to the o- the Oscars as well, but I think you posing that to me as a good place to start.
2: Well, here's my question. Derrick Hanby wins sixth woman of the year. Uh first thought, two thoughts. One, is the fact that her kid is the cutest kid in mm-hmm. the bubble. Did that play a factor in her winning the award?
3: I highly doubt that, but fair, <laughs> fair. I highly doubt that. Um, Derek Hamby is a very hard worker. Um, she's a huge, huge asset to the aces. Um, we all saw that last year when she shot uh, that, that, that buzzer beater from a uh, half court Um, so we know what she can do. Um, I feel like at that moment, that is what kind of laid down the foundation for her from this role on this team. Um, and when you think about the six man, the six man is not one of those people that try and do the most. She could have a game where she has 15 rebounds and maybe eight points, you know, and then it could change. Maybe she has a double double. She's got 15. She has 15 boards. She has six assists, you know, she does the little things. She's cleaning up on the boards, getting those second chance shots. Um, she makes her presence known in the paint. So, um, and she's done that incredibly this season, of course.
2: Yeah, can play inside and outside. Yeah. Uh, okay, it's the sixth man. What if, what if we called it the sixth ma'am?
3: Okay, sixth ma'am. Is that too, like. is
2: that like is that too cute?
0: Are uh, we doing
2: too much with that?
3: I think. I think six <laughs> woman I do like six ma'am six ma'am is cool
0: it does it's just, like it uh and this is why we want to ask yeah, you six, about it because we want to have any kind of you know suggestions but it does have a great ring to it, it it's does. got a bounce
2: it bounces it does. off the you know there's it's not nothing
3: i like it six six ma'am. mm-hmm yeah and emphasize like, that. that
0: and you okay. exactly it's six ma'am <laughs> yes yes because I feel like it's six man but six yeah. ma'am it yeah really you as long as you're going up on the end I think that that's a little yeah right yeah. It also reminds me, too, and I know this is very not apples to apples, but it feels like it makes me think of how we've been in, you know, in Hollywood having best actor and actress categories for a really Mm -hmm. long time, which is Mm -hmm. bullshit because they've just really been having they've really just been splitting it up. So Meryl Streep just didn't run ham on all those dudes for the last 20 years, because, you know, if there was one actor category, it would have been just Meryl Streep winning that that sixth ma'am of the year for the for the Oscars the entire Is time.
2: Is Meryl Streep on your actress uh, fantasy team?
0: Oh, yeah, dude. She's a staple. She's like my... Yeah. Oh, dude. She's like the Christian McCaffrey of uh of,
2: of actors. Player in the Flex. Yeah. Do this. Do that.
0: But I like sixth ma'am. I think it's a... It also feels like it has yeah. really good t-shirt potential as well. We'll for
2: develop sure. it. Yeah. We're going to develop it a little more. We're mm-hmm. going to work on that. We're going to fine-tune that for a couple weeks. Yeah. Put that on...
3: WNBA twitter they'll advocate for that for sure they'll love that okay i'm
2: trying to get in man i one time i thought i was in i got (laughs) asia wilson to respond to a tweet of mine after the all-star game in vegas it was that she was out Remember, she was out with like a leg injury the last Mm -hmm. like real live yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and um but they had her like speak you know she did like a public address before the game and obviously they were turning up the night before i don't know where everybody (laughs) was but like she sounded as raspy i was like i know this voice this is i smoked a five pack of dutchess voice i know this voice. and so i wrote so i was like i said asia wilson sounds like she hit a whole gift set of backwoods and then she responded like yo chill (laughs) and i was like yo you're the real mvp dude (laughs) That shit was hard. Yeah,
3: no, Asia's authentic. She's so real. She's so funny. Um, I love her personality, and of course, you know when it's time, when it's time to hoop, she's ready to hoop. So yeah.
2: I, I blew it. She said, "Yo, chill," and then I did the fan thing where I was like, "Please, uh, follow me. Look at my, <laughs> please
3: look at my things." Yo, have you checked out her pod with her and uh, Nafisa Collier?
0: Yes, Ooh. I Half actually did pod? listen to it recently. It's really good. It's, it's a dope. really it's good dope.
2: pod. They've been getting yeah, some yes. big interviews, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they had Steph Curry, Dame. Uh, they had a couple people come through. So um, I like what they're putting together. I'm really excited to see like what type of content the players themselves have documented throughout the wobble and stuff like that. And hopefully we can get more of a behind-the-scenes take um, from the WNBA. I just feel like right now um, they don't necessarily push the narrative of these women as human beings like yes there's the storylines of them being mothers speaking out on social justice um a part of the lgbtq communities and stuff like that but let's see more of their personality let's see more of who they are as individuals and as women um aside from those three categories nba That's twitter right.
0: has definitely done more for the WNBA than the nba has yeah. like for sure are you like it's all they all yeah it's and it Doesn't mean that it's not frustrating, but it is like at least enjoyable to see like most of these women shine their have, have their personality shine through on, on somewhere. And like, if they're not going to be given that platform, they've definitely taken it. And I that pod was great, I'm excited yeah. about that pod uh, to see where that goes for
2: sure. Uh, speaking of which, nice little segue Nafisa Collier and the Minnesota Lynx making the semis kind of unexpected I think everybody had Chicago in that spot mm-hmm. in the preseason I did I did for sure have same, Chicago same. there. <laughs> and uh I mean but you know Sylvia Fowles good leadership good coach mm-hmm. of the year which I speak I saw uh somebody posted I think it was Rachel Bantam her account is kind of funny now yeah. it's it's pretty tame I feel like players have to be tame because they're players but uh I laughed and I don't it doesn't. I don't think it has anything to do with me having a crush on her, but I think it's a funny account. A lot of photo bomb. I was like, "You're laughing a little too hard at this photo bombing stuff, Jamel. But <laughs> it wa- it it is good. And she posted a video of Cheryl Reeve hitting the woe. It was like her birthday. Mm-hmm. Hit the woe in the, uh, the 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 pre came the 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 end of practice huddle. And I always nothing's better than a, a, a white coach dancing. I think college <laughs> football is the best at displaying a white coach dancing, but Cheryl Reeves got a couple moves, but do the Minnesota Lynx really have a shot against Seattle? The streets say no. What say you?
3: Um, I'm, I'm going to have to say that I do feel like they have the, one of the best shots um, because when you think about it, it's nothing but a roster full of young, young players. Um, Crystal Dangerfield, of course, just got a rookie of the year. Bristol has always been a dog. I mean, since high school, I follow her since high school. So of course the things that she's done at UConn to now, um, I know a lot of people didn't expect it because she did uh, get drafted number 16, but um, these are the type of players you do not want to sleep on. Um, Of course, they said she's undersized. She's not going to be able to compete. And she showed what she can do. On top of that, we have Nafisa Collier. Her and Nafisa have played side-by-side together at UConn. Um, Of course, you have Sylvia Fowles. You have that vet. She's back from that ankle injury. So, honestly, the Lynx are a very scary sight, and I advise everyone not to sleep on them. I don't know if they're going to, like, completely come out, but I know it's going to be a really, really good series, um, and I know that they will not go down without a fight.
2: I agree. Uh, And they finish strong, too. You know, mm-hmm. had a couple nice weeks to close out the
0: year. Now, now that you've talked them up, though, what's your prediction for the series?
3: Between the Storm between and the, the Lynx? Yeah,
0: between the Storm and the
2: Lynx. Mm-hmm. We need it on record.
3: I would say Storm and Five. Okay. Storm and Five.
0: And then right. with... Uh, um. Vegas and sons right now who, mm. let's just let's, let's lay it out I mean <laughs> listen if there's one thing we know on this podcast it's that nothing that you say is ever held against you mm-hmm. and you're allowed to be wildly wrong and um, ignore Podcasts it but if you're correct unreal. you yeah. get to come back and just dance and do whatever you want so mm. so feel feel uh, liberated to uh, ride hard for whoever you're, you're feeling right now
3: crazy because i feel like both of these games will go on game five so i'm gonna have to say aces and five as well um but i I do have the storm and aces battling it out for the championship i do um that was i think that was well no i had the sparks at one point sparks and storm um but no i do have the aces and storm uh battling out in the championship
2: uh yeah same i think i i would say aces in five storm in four okay i, ju- I just think that you know, natasha howard is just
3: yeah what she's is the, so wrong and that's her former team too so what
0: does it also <laughs> yeah. say about like is there anything to be thought of or looked into or reacting to with Liz Cambage out for all this? Like, does mm. it make it like, or is it just kind of like, oh, she'll come back next year and it'll be fine. Is there something to like look into that in any kind of, you know, I feel like Ewing theory is a bit aggressive, but just like if they're competing for the champions and I know also the Wubble too, just like the bubble. It's like, I mean, I don't know if it would be potentially heat and nuggets in the semifinals, but like just what do, how do we, process this of having the aces potentially in the finals succeeding without her without Liz
3: yeah a little bit or just like
0: if there's maybe there's nothing to look into it I'm I'm more
3: asking I think that um it showed us that they are without Liz who was a huge factor for them last season um it shows that they with regardless of which that they can still compete without her um, she is a large beast, but I don't think it's going to be anything too deep as if like, oh, well, maybe we don't need Liz anymore um, because um, I don't know. I don't I don't know. That's a really good question. But but also I, in the dubs, I feel like
2: players taking years off. Isn't that uncommon? Mm, it, it's for like various reasons.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And I mean, with everything going on with COVID and, you know her coming from her home country and stuff like that um oh
0: yeah this is also no reflection on her sitting out at all like i mean everyone has to do what they should and i'm with you that like i'm just curious like from more even like an x and o standpoint like Mm -hmm. does the ball flow better without like is there Mm -hmm. is there more space for asia Mm -hmm. to kind of thrive in this is it just Mm -hmm. kind of like she comes back and now they're just adding another weapon good
2: point like I, i don't
0: i'm 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 at least kind of naive and also curious to just kind of how that factors in or how you think about it as you watch them play right now.
3: Yeah, good point. I didn't even think about that either. Um, yeah, I, I do feel like the ball has flown better um, without her there. Now, her presence in the paint from the aggression standpoint, um, I think it's missed just a little bit, um, but you do have Asia. But this, I mean, as we're looking at, you know, the first half highlights, Asia is bullying them in the paint, you know, and that's pretty much what Liz does—is she bullies. So, uh, just having Dierica and Asia both being able to play off of each other this season, I think it showed that both of them together is really, really good. Um, So maybe they do need to take that into consideration. But the ball is moving a lot better, a lot, lot better, and Asia is able to be more free in the paint and and do what she needs to do from the high post down to the paint.
0: Because Liz is definitely dominant and like. You know, take everything again. I'm saying with a, a big grain of salt because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just not as watching as much. But it does feel like there's this thing of like I feel like I see a lot of Cambage working from the high post, and it's a little bit of like a little bit of like a kind of Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, or mm-hmm. like early LeBron AD, where it's like, is it better if we don't have two players who thrive here in that same spot? And I also don't see Liz as someone who is valuable in spreading her out because like her best asset is just like. Okay. Mm-hmm. bodying in the paint getting offensive boards and also kind of being a little bit of that distributor from the from the from the post but i guess that's probably a good problem to have for lambier next year for sure I
2: mean, yeah, she's a dj she's definitely coming back you gotta get that vegas residency you need that we need the win we need a, we need a night at the win hotel so we'll go from there uh here's what else do i have okay so the sparks uh, came up short another season. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of Candace Parker's best seasons. Mm-hmm. Defensive player of the year. This is like her 14th fucking season. That's nuts. Yep. Uh, she's kind of expressed some uh, dissatisfaction with the organization. What do the Sparks do?
3: Mm, so... is it,
2: I don't know. It seems like it's too deep. Is it too late to move her? I don't know. <sighs>
3: The thing about this, and this is what's going to be tricky, is the fact that, of course, I think um, when you think about the LA Sparks, you cannot think about the Sparks without Candace Parker now. Um, and so Candace is, you know, this is year 13 for her. And um, when we think about these things, Candace is is doing a lot of other things. She has her hands in a lot of different pots from, you know, of course, being on TNT and and stuff like that. So she's getting to the point where she's ready for a championship you see what i'm saying um been in the league entirely too long she wants another championship before she actually retires um i don't know how many years left we have to ccp uh battle it out in that 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 gold and purple uniform but i do know even from last season she was um not really happy with the decisions that Derek Fisher has made from the coaching standpoint um and of course we all saw it last year in the playoffs um so I highly doubt that LA would want to see her walk away so I'm sure that they'll do whatever they can to make sure that she is happy with the position that she's in right now um but They're tired of saying next year. We'll get it next year. We'll get it next year. Why not this year? You had the team. You had the talent. You had a lot of healthy players at that. Uh, You had a young rookie like Taya Cooper come in and really do her thing um, without Chrissy Tolliver being there. So this was the year. I feel like a lot of people thought that this was the year. What went wrong is the question. And it's evident and it shows that it's – not only just the team, but just some decisions that have been made um, from either the coaching or whoever. I'll just team. say
0: this is a long conversation that we have yeah. not mentioned Derek Fisher's name yet.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so like, I, it, I just, it, I just don't think that that's going to work.
0: At all. I, like, is it also like, it's a weird situation though, because like no one wants to step out and be like, I am pro Derek Fisher and anything, but also it's it's like yeah you're right it's like are we going to is this enough of a culture change we're going to side with our best well one of our best franchise players who's at the end of her career kind of yeah and it like it just is not enjoyable to continue to watch uh derrick fisher coach I think, look, man. <laughs> in in, the, in either in in, in any league
2: I want to see more of the drama. I need this thing turned up to Kobe levels. <laughs> it's either him or I'm going to fucking Chicago. You could take three Stephanie Dawson's with you. I'm out of here.
3: Yeah. I
2: and know. I need this shit to be super public. And then I need a video of her uh, jumping over a Lamborghini as well. You remember <laughs> that year? Kobe yeah. was going nuts that year. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't know well um it'll be an interesting off season. Um, I know that the W is a little bit more private when it comes to things that may go on behind the scenes um, and I've always thought like you know maybe that stuff was kind of brought to light a little bit more or maybe talked about a little bit more then that's even more coverage for them um not necessarily like drama drama drama, but players should be allowed to demand for what they want especially as much as blood sweat and tears that Candace Parker has put into this organization for the past 13 seasons um and you know we again we saw that last season when he made that decision to take her out at a very crucial time during that game and she was not going forward so I mean it's evident we all know um, it's just more of like, when is it going to be addressed? And what is the changes that's going to be made?
2: Yeah, the dub, we, we need some some more. We got to turn it up. Mm-hmm. You said it earlier in the socials. And friend of the pod, Chinadu Anaka, he made a good point that um, the NBA wasn't the most popular. Like, they were playing finals games on tape delay in the early 80s. Yes. Like, like Magic's rookie year. You couldn't watch a fucking game live. And then things got a little more dramatic, a little more physical. People are getting wild. And he suggested that the WNBA should make fights legal. I'm not saying that. That's not <laughs> that's not what Jamel's saying, but a little more emotion, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And I saw Candace Parker was throwing some darts uh, yes. on TNT last year. I like that a lot.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diana Taurasi does, too. A lot of darts. So, oh God, and they yes. try and, you know, quiet her down. But it's like, people want to see that. These are athletes. We want to see their emotions. We want to see their frustration. So I think that's one of the biggest things that the WNBA needs to take away this season is how can we make this more, even more interesting, you know, to where we want people to tune in. Like, ooh, I have to watch this game because I know that Candice Parker and Liz Cambage may have, you know, had some words last game cool, let's tune in. I want to see what's going to happen next. That's what keeps people on edge. Think about going from the NBA standpoint. Think about the Pacers and the heat. Who cares to watch the Pacers in the heat? I mean, well, I'm not going to say who cares. No, but,
0: that's fair.
2: Who cares is good.
0: I you mean, we, we, cared, we cared like nine years ago when right. it was like PG. When it was
2: spicy. It exactly. Was spicy hell.
3: exactly. But if you were to tell me now in 2020, oh, I'm just going to watch this Pacers and heat game because I really want to watch it. But the reason why people tuned in during these playoffs to watch the Paces and Heat go back and forth is because of the whole drama with Jimmy Butler. And um, what's his name? TJ, uh, T-J, T.J. Warren. Moore. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. we think about these things like, hey, how are we going to keep people reeled in? That is the biggest thing for the W right now.
2: And that's why the Clippers ain't never going to win nothing. Because Kawhi <laughs> has no feelings.
0: Change their name. This is it. Change their name. If they ever want to win anything, they're just like my beloved Cleveland baseball team. Change the name. <laughs> uh, Nia, anything else? We really appreciate your time here. Anything else you want to uh, shout out or kind of reflect on on the, uh, the the wobble as we wrap it up?
3: Yeah, no, I mean, hey, just tune in. Some really good basketball. These women work hard. These women are mothers. They are um activists they are a lot of different things um so i'm glad to see that you all are tuned in um and i hope that this league continues to grow and more people you know take a chance on covering them
0: hell yeah we really appreciate you joining us um you're welcome back anytime to talk uh to talk a- a- any kind of basketball cool. and uh yeah and uh just uh tell the people again wh- where they can find your work
3: mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nia on air. That is N-I-A on air. You can also follow our podcast, uh, In the Clutch podcast with me and Malik. We drop an episode every Thursday. Um, You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at In the Clutch pod. Yeah.
2: Oh, hey, speaking of uh, any ball, our last time uh, when I was talking to you about booking the getting the schedule right, mm-hmm. you was uh, at a, uh, some AAU tournaments. Like who's yes. uh, and I know AAU ball is nuts right now because mm-hmm. they kind of were like one of the first to like change the regulations on COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. is there a, is there a squad we should be looking for on Instagram? they all they all have better Instagram accounts than all of us. <laughs> Who <laughs> is there any team to look out for in the coming months?
3: Yeah, so for the young guys, I I'm, 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 uh, got my hands in both for girls and boys basketball. But um, on the guys' side, the Skills Factory, um, really, re- really good program. Um, if you don't know much about the Skills Factory, I advise you guys to lock in because there's a lot of young, talented guys who are really going to make some noise on the next level. And then for on the girls' side, FBC United, um, they are the number one team in the nation right now um the number one player uh for her class um is well actually i'm sorry the number one player in the nation right now raven johnson she's here from atlanta um she's going to south carolina next season so um man some really really good basketball there's just so much talent everywhere and i always think about like who is going to be next up with these kids so definitely lock in um Atlanta has some really good AAU teams um there's a lot of other good AAU teams around the nation um but those in particular I've worked closely with both of those teams and just seeing what they can do is incredible oh and my former AAU team Georgia Pearls um the number three player in the nation Tania Fagan, Fagan is actually going to South Carolina as well um, so her and Raven are coming in together very excellent programs um, and Really good
2: basketball to watch. Okay. Oh, yeah. Also, Georgia Pearls may be one of the best basketball team names mm-hmm. I've ever <laughs> heard in my life. Yes. Uh, gang, gang. Gang, uh, gang. Shouts shout out to uh, Alicia Clark and Andrew McCautry, who did not make the program. Uh, we look forward to seeing you guys hoop in the in the finals. Uh, get Andrew McCautry a title. Uh, make it a hashtag. Uh, amen. And God bless.
0: bless also, him. the Sun uh, are the, the up uh, 14 on... Uh, on the aces right now so ignore everything we said earlier in this podcast. yeah nothing none of it none of it matters okay none of it matters. all right take care everybody thanks nia all
3: right guys thanks for
0: having me peace, peace.
3: even on a budget